Okay, we here gotta, we go. We got to just do it. Just knock it out mm-hmm. one right after the other. With a small coffee break in between. With a small break in between. <laughs> I hope that our audience is excited to get out of February and get into some March movies because for the next four weeks, we are talking about... Well, I guess I should just introduce the podcast, and then they'll know <laughs> oh, what we're going to talk suspense. about. suspense. Yeah, suspense. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films and give them the credit that they deserve, hopefully. And I'm Nigel from AJourneyIntoFilm.com, and with me is my merry wife, Caitlin. Hello, hello. I was trying to think of like an Irish word really fast to describe <laughs> you, but that was, for some reason, the only thing that came to my mind. Yeah. This week, we're talking about the 1993 horror film, Leprechaun, directed by Mark Jones, who also wrote it, starring Warwick Davis and Jennifer Aniston. This is Jennifer Aniston's big screen debut. It came out the year before Friends started, which is wild. Yeah. And uh, like I said, for the next four weeks, we're going to talk about Leprechaun. We're going to do Leprechaun 1, 2, 3, and 4. Why are we not doing Leprechaun in the hood? Because we haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) We're going to just blaze right through all of these movies over the next couple years if this podcast lasts that long. (laughs) Caitlin, would you like to open us up with some thoughts? I actually really liked the first one. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I mean, I'm not going to say a good story, but it was a lot of fun and it kept me interested. Yeah. I mean, fun is a good word to describe this movie. Mm -hmm. There's like, there's something about them that's, well, Okay, I'm. It's gonna be really hard to not talk about one in the context of the whole series as we've seen it so far, because we're gonna try something different. We're gonna try watch. We watched both movies already, and now we're gonna record back to back. So we'll see how this goes. I would not make this one of my favorite bad movies. No, not my favorite. But it is enjoyable Mm -hmm. so let's talk about this warwick davis is kind of famous for being a i I don't know if the appropriate term is little person in a lot of things 
Uh, he's in the Star Wars movies. I believe he does R2-D2. And no, he doesn't do R2-D2. He just plays a lot of smaller characters mm-hmm. in the movies. He played Grip Hook in the Harry Potter movies. He most famously played Willow in the movie Willow. And he's going to be in the Disney Plus TV show Willow. So he's an actor who's been around. He's probably, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say slightly more famous than Jennifer Aniston, but I would say that he's almost had a more prolific career than she has. And he agreed to be in this movie after a small hiatus in acting because he wanted to play against his typecasting. And boy, did he. Because he was like a nicety person? Yeah. I mean, in Willow, he's like the hero of the story. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I've never never watched Willow. Maybe we should give it a try. Um, So he wanted to be something nasty and mean, and uh, he did a good job with that. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston, on the other hand had only been in a handful of TV shows, including a weird sort of mad TV variety comedy sketch show called The Edge, which also had Wayne Knight, Tom Kenny, and a bunch of other... Paul Feig is in it, and I think Kathy Ireland is in it. It's a weird show. There, <laughs> are, Somebody uploaded some VHS tapes of it to YouTube. If you want to see what Jennifer Aniston was doing before... Leprechaun and Before Friends, I, I do. highly check it out. I want to see it. I'm gonna There's like it. some kind of weird Three Stooges exorcism sketch where Jennifer Aniston is uh, the Reagan character from The Exorcist and the exorcist the, the person performing The Exorcist is the Three Stooges. Okay. <laughs> with Wayne Knight and Tom Kenny being two of them. It's very bizarre. Okay. And uh I forgot she was also in uh, Ferris Bueller, the TV show. Yes, she played Jeannie Bueller mm-hmm. in the Ferris Bueller TV show. So, that's what she was up to prior to Friends. And you watch this movie and you think, how did s- I mean, <gasps> it's not like she she's was a- in Herman's head. Oh yeah, I forgot that about that one. Like an episode or two. Yeah. That really weird that show movie. that we really need to <laughs> hunt show. down. Yes. You yeah. watch this movie, and it's not like she's a bad actor. And no. no one in this movie, I would say, is bad no. by any stretch. I would say that this is more of a... There are just some weird choices that this movie makes, mm-hmm. most of them related to writing, and another one that I'll talk about in a minute. But you watch this, and you do kind of wonder... How did Jennifer Aniston go from this to Friends? Well, look at her TV show career prior to this movie, and then you'll understand. And then it was all downhill from there. Well, I mean, uphill, I guess. I meant to say it all snowballed from there, but, you know. I was going to say, she's a pretty successful actress. Right. Not downhill. It. She was very successful yeah. after this. So... I I agree. I think I thought the acting was great. I also think that the leprechaun makeup and costume design was very good. Most of it was good. The weird buckle on his head, yeah. his hat was 
kind of odd. Like a, it looked like styrofoam compared to his shoes. I don't shoes. know, but the actual like face makeup, I thought. Oh yeah, they did a good job with that. So good. He was in it's makeup like, it's for like about held up over time. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that I do think is kind of funny though is whenever you can tell that actors are wearing like full prosthetic hands because yeah. like their fingers don't bend. Yeah. Properly, and I just wonder if they would have done that differently today. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I think it, it holds up very well. Mm-hmm. I enjoy one of the things that you can enjoy, always enjoy about a horror movie made pre like 1995 ish is the practical effects. And yeah. this movie goes full practical. Mm-hmm. This movie is also another in a long line. I was going to ask this for the second one and maybe I will ask this when we talk about the second one, but what was happening? Like who is this vocal minority within Hollywood who thinks that, creatures at the end of movies have to explode (laughs) that's how you know that they're dead okay great but like just because there's some kind of mythical creature doesn't mean that they have to explode yeah that's the only way to kill them oh okay (laughs) i just thought that was a weird i mean in this one it's less of an explosion it's more of like a melting yeah he melts in this one i would say um so that was weird now I know nothing about leprechauns. Yeah, me I either. knew nothing. I uh, I knew like Lucky, the mascot for Lucky Charms. I didn't know that was his name. So you didn't know you that know was his more name. than me. I'm. I think that's his. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Could be. I literally read it yesterday, but ah. for some reason now I'm second guessing myself. I mean, I didn't know he had a name, so it probably is Lucky. Yeah, Lucky the Leprechaun. Okay. Uh, I knew that they were associated with St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And I knew that they had pots of gold at yes. the end of rainbows. This movie actually does a pretty good job of diving into the leprechaun mythos. Okay. Um, they are shoemakers by trade. Oh. They're part of the wee fairy folk from Ireland. Okay. Um, there is... I'm not even going to try to pronounce these Irish words, but they... There are two different words that they believe the word leprechaun came from. One of them means is like a water spirit. Okay. That translates to we people. And the other one is a word that it means shoemaker. Hmm. I thought the shoemaker thing was hilarious. Yeah, because they, they do reference that. In this one, yeah. Yeah, and I had no idea. And they do reference the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Right. Uh, leprechauns in actual mythology are little tricksters they run around tricking people and collecting gold interesting and uh that's what they do so i mean for all intents and purposes great premise for a movie yeah they someone steals a leprechaun's gold and uh they uh have to kill him to get the gold back now there is one other aspect of leprechauns that we will talk about in the next one so there's a little cliffhanger for you um i have a question about leprechauns then how did they go from these little trickster scary creatures to you know very associated with you know saint patrick's day and and 
fun little cartoon characters for serial advertisements. Well, I think like any old world thing that had its roots in more violent and dark things, over time we keep the main beats of the story or the idea, but we ignore all of the nastiness of it. Kind of like the Grimm's fairy tales, mm-hmm. like R- Little Red Riding Hood. Very violent story mm-hmm. originally with, uh, you know, the. I mean, I guess it's not like that one's not entirely sanitized where, uh, you know, the, the woodsman cuts open the wolf to save yeah. Little Red. Um, but another one that I think about is Cinderella. Yeah. Where the stepsisters actually mutilate their feet to try to fit inside the glass Oof, slipper. Yeah. And then the prince is like, where's all this blood coming from? <laughs> that Your feet don't really fit. Stuff like that. And we're just like, oh, let's Disneyfy this so that it's less messed up. Mm-hmm. So in Ireland, were leprechauns like a story that parents told their kids? Or like, was it like folklore? Like, uh, like... Bigfoot? Yes. So, Irish mythology is one of those things that I really want to dig into deeper, and there are not a lot of consistent resources out there for Mm -hmm. it. Maybe I'm just doing, not doing enough digging. But for the base, my small understanding of Irish folklore is that there are these entities called fairies who that I guess leprechauns are part of that if I'm understanding it correctly and they're all bad okay they all mess with you in some way shape or form okay so your bread didn't rise fairies someone's playing a trick on you leprechauns I do think the Irish at least back in the day put a lot of value into um mystical things i think that can be said about a lot of old timey yeah old timey that sounds like i'm talking about the old west like old world yeah type things Mm -hmm. you should know more about this because your family's irish i know so i'm embarrassed i don't i shouldn't know more Right. And it's kind of sad that stuff like this has been lost in the fray and now our children's understanding of it. Well, our understanding of it is, you know, a box of Lucky Charms at the grocery store. Right. Maybe my dad would know. He studies a lot about Ireland. We should have done an episode with your dad. Just on the history of Ireland. On the history of (laughs) Ireland with leprechauns. With leprechauns. So that is... So, okay. Bringing this back to the movie. Yes. uh, Movie does a good job of mostly faithfully representing leprechauns. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of weird that the leprechaun like had a finite amount of gold and just kind of held on to that. Mm-hmm. And I wish that we would have seen Dan O'Grady capturing the leprechaun. Yeah. Cause it's like first shot of the movie leprechaun 
on some old stairs counting his gold. Mm-hmm. Next thing he... Well, I don't think he was trapped in the suitcase. Yeah, I was. I don't think he was trapped either. I guess that's just how he got over to America. Yeah. Okay. But he hunted down Danny, which we're both of in agreement that he was named Danny, like that Irish song, Danny Boy. Now that's going to be in my head all day. Good. <laughs> um. Oh, one more thing I wanted to talk about. Mark Jones, the writer-director of the movie. Mm-hmm. This is awful. Said that he was inspired by Lucky the Leprechaun from Lucky Charms to make this movie. Really? Yes. So, I... Yeah. Fascinating. Right. <laughs> All right. Quite. <laughs> yeah. And then when he saw how successful the movie Critters was, he knew that he could make a horror movie with a little thing, a little entity, a being, I don't whatever you want to call it, work. I I mean I I agree. I think that the history of leprechauns definitely has a good premise for a horror movie. And I think that they in themselves are creepy creatures. I, I think all fairy folk are creepy in some way, shape, or form. And um, we should remember them as such. Yeah. Stop decorating little girls' rooms with little fairies because... <laughs> They're evil. They are evil. <laughs> now, did you like that this movie tried to be funny? Or did you... Do you think that they should have played it straight? Or they should have all played it funny? Because one thing that I noticed about this one is that there's a huge, it's almost like Warwick Davis and the rest of the cast are trying to be in two different movies Mm -hmm. with like Ozzy and Alex being somewhere in between Mm -hmm. where like Warwick Davis is running around or like riding around on toy cars and tricycles and killing people with pogo sticks Mm -hmm. and making all these jokes and everybody else is like, oh, there's like a genuine threat and monster we should be afraid of out there. I feel like it honestly, you could have done either, but that's the thing. You should have done either. It should either be a horror movie or a horror comedy. And I think it tried to do some type of mismatch of the two of them. And I don't think it was as successful as it could have been had it just chose a route to take. Yeah. They, this movie, they, they did try to play it straight. I forget who was more responsible for that, but I know that the studio had them do reshoots when they saw a lot of the jokes that Warwick Davis was making mm-hmm. as his character. Cause that was something that he and Mark Jones agreed on. And they had to go back and do some reshoots to try to lighten the tone of everything that wasn't involved with them. And I I feel like that is silly because I think that it could have been a very genuinely terrifying movie. Right. Right. I get the appeal of wanting the leprechaun out in the open and front and center and messing with people. 
But like how creepy were the little kid singing things that he did or just, yeah. Also, there's no rhyme or reason to his abilities to do things. No. Like he, at first he said, oh, I can move things with my magic powers, but they aren't really here because I don't have gold. So I guess I can't use them. (laughs) But now I have most of my gold so I can do things, but I'm going to pick and choose what I can do. I feel like we should have cut out some of the nonsense part of the movie. Um, Some of the extra bits added in taking that time to... Like what extra bits? um, Like I think the diner scene for one. Um, Oh, the back and forth stuff with her and like not eating animals because yeah reasons um, like some of the scenes with Ozzy and Andy um little would, keep going parts like that I feel like I would take those out and then take that time and develop an origin-ish story for this leprechaun that establishes rules like put put us in this world where we understand what the rules of leprechauns are I, I'm not saying like Explain it to us to make it, you know, the leprechaun not creepy, but just establish a world for us, I guess. Well, I thought that the movie did a, an okay job explaining the gold thing with Dan O'Grady at the beginning, which I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll come back to it. But I do agree that they, they there were a lot of things that were kind of... Uh, I think the word that I want to use is superfluous with uh, Jennifer Aniston and the the other guy. What's his name? Uh, Nick or Nate or Nathan. That was just weird. And then, yeah, all the stuff with Ozzy and Alex. I would really like to know what the thought was behi- between, like, with including Ozzy and Alex. I think they were like there for the comic relief, but I don't think they were needed. I thought the le- if you needed comic relief, I feel like some of the lines that the leprechaun delivered were comic relief enough. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't. I, I just feel like some of the questions could have been answered like, uh, like, what exactly are leprechaun's powers? Yeah. And maybe we don't even need world building for that. Maybe that was just more consistency throughout the movie that was needed. Yeah. Like, like what are the powers of a leprechaun and what ultimately kills them? Cause I'm also confused about that because like a four leaf clover can trap them. Well, I think it's because he's afraid of the four-leaf clover. But, like, so I guess you could use it to manipulate him. But if you touch him with it, he dies? Yeah, that's why, I don't know. I just feel like, because why didn't he just touch him with the four-leaf clover at the beginning of the movie? Or, like, you know, when he trapped him in that crate. Rather than just putting the four-leaf clover on top, just touch him with it. 
Oh yeah, that's like, all your that's problems. A, that's a good point. <laughs> right. They, so he that's what I'm saying. Like, like killed him right then and there. Right. But then he said, "I'm gonna trap him instead." Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That movie, this movie could have been over in like 15 minutes. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm just saying maybe more consistency throughout the film or like help me understand. Yeah. The rules of leprechauns. Yeah. Here is another question. Was the leprechaun making Dan have a stroke or did he just like know that it was happening? I think he knew that it was happening. Okay. But also, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I feel like that's kind of crazy powers for a leprechaun to have. Like, I can make you have a stroke right now. Right. Like, if you can make someone have a stroke, why do you have to jump on them with a pogo stick to kill them? Right. You could just curse them with. But, like, is it only people who take the gold? No, I think he just. I think leprechauns are all knowing. Also, why did Dan hide the gold? Did he know that the leprechaun was coming for him? No, I thought he held, he like hid the gold to get through customs. No, 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 no. After he got home. Oh, when, I see. When he like, you remember? Because like he. Well, I think he didn't want other people to find it. Who? Who is <laughs> that house is in the middle of nowhere. Who was going after that gold? Uh, you know. Did he did he have like a, a drunken <laughs> whatever you want to call it, like just go on like a rant about how he captured a leprechaun and Yeah. Is he worried about all the people on the airplane or at the bar or Maybe. the limo driver? Maybe. He didn't seem to be like he didn't seem just really sober up enough to think no. I should go hide this gold. Mm-mm. And didn't he come back in with a shovel? Yeah, he did. But the gold was just hidden in a truck. It was literally just sitting there. Yeah. So I was also confused about that. But why did the gold disappear and then reappear when Ozzy and Alex saw it? Yeah, I don't. I think leprechaun gold is also magic, but I don't know exactly to what extent. Yes. Well, sometimes it's magic, as we'll talk about in Leprechaun 2. <laughs> you know, it can pick and choose whenever it wants to be magic, I guess. I guess. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. So, again, a lot of questions. Also, I just, I want to know what the thought was with Ozzy, the character in general. Like, why are we going to include this adult with mental disabilities in this movie who's best friends with a little boy who's mean to him all the time? Yeah, I didn't really appreciate that being added. Weirdly, the nicest thing I think Alex says to Ozzy is that they'll use the gold to get him an operation. But even that was mean because it's like, one, he was lying to him. And two, it's like, I'm tired of you being an idiot. Right. So. I really feel like those two characters didn't need to be in the movie at all. There was no reason. I mean, you could have probably combined them into one character. If you needed an extra character. Right. 
Well, I guess it would be kind of boring if it was just Jennifer Aniston and Nathan. Well, I mean, what about the dad? Right. They could have, like, used him more. Right. There was no reason he needed to stay at the hospital overnight for a bite. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that standard? Like, were hospitals just less busy back then? So they said, <laughs> they oh, didn't yeah. have COVID, so. Yeah, you can just, you know, we got a bed upstairs. Like, right. just, you know, hop in there and we'll figure it out. Or we'll just keep an eye on you while you heal. Right. I I don't know. So they could have just had the three of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, who picked the paint colors for the house? Because <laughs> the house was a, a pretty decent, normal, baby blue house color mm-hmm. with white accents. But they decided they needed a blue, blue house with red accents. <laughs> and in all the hours they were there, they barely painted half of a wall. And not even good. There were so many spots missed. Yeah. I feel like that was also like we didn't even need a paint scene. Well, I get I get like getting Nathan and Alex and Ozzy there being some sort of crew to do. Yeah, like work maintenance on this work. House. And yeah. We didn't need paint. Right. Why would you start with paint? That right. house was a disaster. Right. There were so many things that needed fixed. Yeah. Prior to painting. How yeah. many things are going to get, how many painted things are going to be ruined before they get, before they fix, or you get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely a little bit of poor story structure as to why these characters are kind of there. But, again, I think they could have just scaled back the characters and could have had a really scary movie. I mean, even the tagline for the film, it or the summary of the film, is an evil, sadistic leprechaun goes on a killing rampage in search of his beloved gold. And I just feel like that could have been a very scary movie. Yeah, I agree. The, like, There's so many things about this that should have been scary. I mean, the fact that he can just mimic people's voices, Yeah. first of all, could have done more with that. Mm-hmm. Don't really know why he killed that police officer, because... I think he was just on a killing rampage. I think he was just like, I'm going to kill whoever gets in the way of me getting to my gold. Well, he got his gold piece from the guy. Uh, well, I mean, it makes sense that he killed the guy at the coin store because he had the gold. Right. And it made sense that he was trying to kill them because they had the gold. But the police officer, I... He slowed him down from getting back to the house to get his gold. Sometimes he just kills people, and I wonder why. I think leprechauns just like to kill. I was also confused why he had to drive back to the house because leprechauns can just appear and disappear at their right. will. I guess like it makes sense that he rode the tricycle into town to follow them. But if he knew that they would probably be going back to the house, he could have just teleported. There, right? Yeah. What and a waste he had of time. most of his gold at that point. Mm-hmm. Or no, he didn't. He just had the one coin. He, he was going back to the house to get the bag of gold. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And then they gave him the bag, and then he was mad that they only... He was missing... He was missing the one piece. Yeah. I thought it was a little humorous that they... He specifically had 100 pieces of gold. <laughs> like, yeah, I get, like, wanting him to have a round number, something easy to remember, but mm-hmm. also... If he's a leprechaun that's been hoarding gold for who knows how long. He's not very good at hoarding gold. Uh, No, he's bad at it. Also, they could have just captured him and taken his gold back, I guess. Yeah. Um, Oh, here's a random fun fact for you. The scene at the nursing home where he is chasing Jennifer Aniston on the wheelchair, she had to run in slow motion because he couldn't. Warwick Davis couldn't roll the wheelchair fast enough. Oh, that's so funny. So I like I kind of I forgot I wanted to go back and look at that scene to see if you can tell that it was like yeah. happening in slow motion. But I mean, I feel like without knowing it, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure that they sped it up a little bit because that's that's just the way that the scene played out. So it made it right. look like she was running normally. Mm-hmm. But I would just love to see the original scene prior to that. That would be very funny. This movie was so great. It had so many great lines delivered by the leprechaun himself. Yeah, I love that his all of his dialogue rhymes. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it always ends with, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> fool me once, fool me twice, I'm going to murder you thrice. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So that was a blast. Mm-hmm. Overall, good movie. Mm-hmm. Do you have any dating things? Should we hop over to your dating corner? Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about how when you're in a traumatic so i know that there's a little romance between nathan nathan yeah and um tori tori jennifer aniston's character more or less yeah it kind of just like wants us to be like hey they're they find each other attractive but when you go through like a traumatic event with another person you would think that that would like actually bond you together, but fun fact, it actually causes PTSD in most cases. And most relationships that go through a traumatic event, actually a lot of couples end up breaking up over it or getting divorced over it. Uh, and I thought about that Night Stalker documentary and how a lot of the couples did end up divorced. Not Night Stalker. The um, well, yeah, Night Stalker, but not, not the Night Stalker that everyone associates. The uh, Golden State Killer. Yes, and just to clarify. And I just found that very fascinating, and I was reading about it, and it was all because that the significant other that you went through that traumatic event with can actually kind of cause your PTSD to continue when you think about. Um, Like when you see them, it could trigger the memory of what you guys went through together. And that makes sense. Yeah. 
I get like I could definitely see like being in a, like a group of friends. Like if you and some yeah. friends went through stuff together, like right. oh, we got this thing that bonds us and we can emotionally lean on each right. other. But if it's just you and a significant other, mm-hmm. but I never got the impression that Nathan was really that into Tori. Other than like really? maybe she was the first girl that showed up in town in a while. Uh, I think he liked her because she made that comment about how he, which was bizarre, but she's at the truck and she feels something brushing up against her leg under the truck and it eventually scratches her. And she's like, I thought it was you brushing up against my leg. And he was like, oh, and you let me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... What? He's standing, like, three I know, and also, why would, if a guy was trying to caress my leg from underneath the truck, uh, no. Right. I would pull my leg away and be like, what the heck is that? Right, and you wouldn't feel the claws right. and think, like, oh. That was just weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I didn't get the impression that they were going to stay together together no, after this anyway. Definitely not. She was not a uh, small dusty town type no. of girl. No. Uh, fun fact that about that. That relationship would not work out. The house in this movie was where they shot. Uh, oh, crap. I'm getting it confused with something else. I want to say it was Little House on the Prairie. Really? They used it in, I guess, an episode or two. Or one of the, uh, some other TV show along those lines. Hmm. I'm, I could be completely off. And they felt really awkward about shooting a horror movie there <laughs> because of how, how wholesome, piesome, pious. Yeah, close enough. Pious, <laughs> piesome. Yes. No, I was gonna say pious, but you went with wholesome, so then it turned out piesome. Good. <laughs> Is that a new T-shirt? <laughs> I. Forget what I was going to say. Did you have more dating stuff? Uh, no, I just thought it was interesting about the about psychological the nature. Yeah, it's weird that that like, like you saying that makes so much more sense mm-hmm. than them staying together. But yet you see so many movies where right. they're like, "Oh yeah, we're together because we went through this right. traumatic thing." Where actually, which, like, that's the opposite. Also makes sense in some sort of weird twistic logic Mm -hmm. but overall yeah yeah so which is actually sad but really fascinating how our brain kind of works like that i would uh especially like if you've been together for a long time and like Mm -hmm. you've established this life and then something terrible happens and it's like you can't that's what i think about all those couples that the original night stalker messed with like yeah, that's messed up. Poor, fa- like, poor broken families. Yeah. Although in some cases one of them died, so I guess that, yeah, kind of takes care of that. You know, that's also sad. A sick sort of way. Yeah. So this movie has one of a trope that we have kind of talked about a lot, where someone calls the police and they tell them exactly what's happening, and the police are like, "LOL." you're an idiot. We're not sending police out there for it, but like it turns out in the end they should have. Right. I was conflicted about this because I was thinking 
this is why police officers should check out everything. Right. But then I was like, but then our tax dollars are going to them checking out all these things that aren't, aren't even true. Right. It's like a, a boy who cries yeah. wolf situation. Right. But why would you send Ozzy to the phone? Right. That right. was poor planning on their part. Right. They knew that he had a propensity for that. Alex should have said, hold on. Yeah. And then somehow the police got there in the end. Oh, yeah. She called the police from her phone and just said that they were being attacked. Right. Which is what I would do in a situation where you have something that you know the police officers would not believe. I would just call and say someone is attacking me. You don't need to say it's a leprechaun. Would you, is that how you would like clear things up if they got there and your well had exploded and like you were all beaten up and everything? Yes. Like, would you say like, oh, would you say like a, a, a little person attacked yes. you? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then if the police discover it's a leprechaun on their own, fine. But I'm not going to be the one. They're going to lock you in an insane asylum. Probably. You can't You can't do that. I weirdly, in a, I, I wish that a situation such as the one in this movie could happen in real life just because I'm really curious to know like how it would play out mm-hmm. with like the police and everything. That would just be a very fascinating thing. Yeah. Like it's kind of weird because I think that's one of those things that movies have a, I don't want to say like a keen eye for, but like at least people in horror movies are aware of like, this kind of shoot first, ask questions later mentality. Like, mm-hmm. that's definitely what would happen. For sure. 100%. They For get sure. there. Oh, a little leprechaun. He just bit some guy's face off. <laughs> I'll start shooting it. And then they're like, oh, no, it's not working. We should probably shoot it more. Right. I'll tell you what. This episode did not go at all where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> now we're talking about, like, police action on... <laughs> mythical entities. Yeah, I'd hate to be a police officer that got that phone call. Uh, yeah. So, well, I guess we can just wrap this episode up because I don't really have any more thoughts. I talked I'm, about a lot of the weird things about it. Do you think that this movie deserves more credit than it gets? I think this movie deserves the right amount of credit. Mm-hmm. I, I think, here's the thing. Despite the fact that this could be a really good premise, Mm -hmm. if they had just kept with a horror comedy or a straight horror movie instead of like some weird amalgamation of the of the two, I know that this movie is is labeled as a horror comedy, like on IMDb and Wikipedia and everywhere. But if you watch the movie closely enough, it it is definitely like two different movies. Mm In horror, in comedy works in horror. I was thinking about how Warwick Davis, in a weird way, in his Leprechaun, was kind of like a miniature version of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Because Freddy Krueger runs around with the little one-liners, but he's still terrifying. Right, right. And those movies are still scary. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe less so as they go on. Uh, Speaking of which, did you like how they, they had the scene basically from... Nightmare on Elm Street, where she picks up the phone in this one, and his like hand yeah. reaches through. But in Nightmare on Elm Street, it's his mouth. 
I just thought that was kind of funny because like I had that thought and then that happened and I <laughs> I got a good chuckle out of that. So like we know that having a an antagonist with like quips mm-hmm. works yeah. in a horror movie, but this movie toes some kind of weird line between being fully committed to horror and being fully committed to comedy. And I blame Ozzy and and Alex for that. They're definitely Andy. a poor choice in the overall structure of this movie. Mm-hmm. Thing is though, despite all of it, I think because the antagonist is a leprechaun, people know what they're getting into with this movie. <laughs> I don't I can't imagine anyone saying this movie is like one of the scariest movies they've ever seen. It could have been though. It could have been. I think about been. Ginger Snaps and how like terrifying that movie was and it also has like a weird premise. I feel like done right that movie this was movie could have been terrifying. Effectively scary. Yes. In many ways. Yeah. Um I will be very curious to see how the rest of the series plays out. Mm-hmm. We already know how two plays out and that takes a very strange turn in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that here in a couple minutes. Do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share to wrap us up? Definitely. I think this movie deserves more credit than it gets. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's probably the best in the series. I mean, I think that if you're looking for just, you know, grab a bowl of popcorn and sit back and get some good laughs, this is a great movie to pop on. Yeah. If if you catch it on streaming, put it on. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a must watch, but it is a can watch. <laughs> I don't know. I would put him in a must watch. If you're like a huge horror fan, <laughs> then yes, this is part of horror history that you need to watch. But if you're like us and there are gaps in your horror experiences, such as the entirety of many other franchises, <laughs> uh, watch those first. I don't know. We might regret it because, you know, I've heard that some of the later Friday the 13th are pretty bad, but we'll <laughs> find out. All right. Where are my notes to wrap this episode up? I kind of want to just keep like keep going into episode two, but I, I don't Yeah. Thank you for listening. As always, we encourage you to hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never have to miss an episode. You're on Instagram and Twitter at Journey Into Film. I've been pretty active on Twitter recently, so hit me up. Be fun to chit chat with other people who listen to our podcast. And if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film or head over to T Public and check out some sweet merch like some t shirts. Should have made like St. Patrick's Day t shirts. Little leprechauns on them. Yeah. Like we I should really get around to doing like a whole holidays. There we go. A whole year's worth of holidays for t shirts. Uh links to those are available in the show notes. And as always, never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. Stay tuned for Leprechaun 2.